0: Zero two seven eight 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 four or zero five four three two eight nine two eight nine. God bless you.
1: Shall we pray? Father, thank you so much for the opportunity to be in your presence. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Once again, I would like to say a big thank you to the uh, Tamale Local Council of Pastors for the honor of the invitation. And uh, we're also blessed to have the chairman of the GCPC of us. Welcome, sir. Hallelujah. Now, yesterday, we looked at why the cells are important in the building of the church and we saw that it is the pattern that the holy spirit gave to the apostles when he birthed the church thousands upon thousands of people flooded you know the early church and there were only 12 Um, apostles so in terms of the continuing growth and the care of the churches the Holy Spirit gave the apostles wisdom to have church in two places in the temple alright if we can look at chapter 2 verse 46 again and also from house to house Right from the beginning, we saw that happening. Several parts of the New Testament. I gave you so many scriptures. How many of you remember all the scriptures? Acts chapter two, verse forty-six. Is that also? You know, Acts chapter five, verse forty-two. Acts eight, one to three. Acts twelve, twelve. Acts twenty, twenty. You see, uh, Romans 16, 5, and so on and so forth. We see the church meeting in two places. And they, this right from the beginning, after the first crusade, and they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. Did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, brothers and sisters, if we are to do well, then we must do what the Lord Himself has placed there for us. is that not so? Jesus said in John 5, 19, that the the son can of his own do nothing except that which he seeth the father doing. So that is why the cells are very, very uh, important for all uh, of us. And uh, this morning, I want us to begin with Thirteen powerful, thirteen key facts about sales. and I hope you have gotten a copy of uh, your book. All right, I've gotten a copy of your book. Can I see your hand? Get a copy of your book. Okay, it's not a business. It's uh, very, very. How many of you cannot? How many of you cannot believe the price? Uh, but you see, me and my son, I'm following my father. That's how he, that's what he does. I get what I'm saying. So, I'm also following. So, whatever blessing is there that he has been experiencing, I pray that the Lord himself will bless me also. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. All right. So, number one, the cell system is not a new church program. It is God's model for the church. So you must know that when you apply the cell strategy in your church, it is not something that you are creating or something that Bishop Interval has now gotten some wild idea, revelation. No. Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verses 9 and 10. The Bible said there's nothing new under the sun. It said, is there anything that may say, see, this is new? The thing that has been at Which must, which is so. This is God's own model, and what it is that we have neglected it. We think that we are wiser than God, so we have neglected it. I get what I'm saying. So we must come back to to it, and do you know the way God has uh, put in place that we should go, so that we'll be blessed. Hallelujah! Is that not it? All right. Number two: the cell system has no substitute for any growing church. For a growing and a large church, you need to have cells or area fellowships. It is required for your church. to be healthy, your members to be cared for, as well as for the continuous growth. There is no substitute. Hallelujah. I get what I'm saying. So the cell system has no substitute for any growing church, and indeed it has no substitute for uh, a church that wants to grow. So both for a church that wants to grow, because for a church that wants to grow, you need it for the, for the growth. And then for a church that is grown or is growing, you need it for the church to be healthy. Many, 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 many churches are not healthy churches, especially large churches. Many large churches are like football uh, fans that have gathered at the stadium. I get what I'm saying. They don't know each other. They don't care for each other. I get what I'm saying. Eh? They just come, watch the football, are happy there, and then they go. When a church operates that way, it is not a healthy church. The the, 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 the church members must be preached to, they must receive the word of God, but they must also be cared for, and they must care for one another. And that is what we see in the early church. If you look at Acts chapter 2, you know, they, they sold off their, uh, their possessions, and they gave to one another. Acts chapter 4 verses 34 and 35, we see the same thing also happening there. We don't want to just have churches that we just gather. Do you what I'm saying? And then we go. Alright? That is not a healthy church. And that type of church does not continue to grow. Amen. When people come into the church, they want to find out what can I enjoy. What can I enjoy? Why should I be here? So, pastors, make sure. And 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 today I'll be talking about the benefits, you know, of the cells. And you will see that it is the benefits that are made possible through the cell system that makes the people continue to be in the church, and then it causes the church to continue to grow. Amen. Amen. Number three, we are talking about key facts about the cell system. Number three, the cell system is the founder's strategy. The founder of the church. That is his strategy. The cell system is God's own strategy inspired by the Holy Spirit. The early church was born and by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit they began to meet in the temple and from house to house. So it is a founder's strategy. How many of you want to use a strategy that a founder has given? Eh? Mm. You know, recently I met a, a pastor who is driving a pickup truck a pickup truck, you know, very nice, shiny, brand new. And he and a couple of other, you know, pastors are driving this pickup truck. But to my amazement, I mean, within a few months, they are having problems with the pickup truck. Yeah. In fact, he told me that when he bought it within a week, the thing will not spark. And he had to go and fight off wherever he bought you know, uh, it from. Now, what came into my mind is that you are driving a new pickup truck but the person who manufactured it may, may not maybe be using the founder's strategy. Do you understand it? Eh? The founder's strategy to manufacture it. When you don't use the founder's strategy, you will not do the thing well. I get what I'm saying. It's like copying. The reason why many of you, when you copy, it doesn't work. is because, you know, when you copy, you leave, you leave, you leave gaps. When you are copying, don't leave gaps. Just copy everything so that all the blessing that is in it. Eh? Yeah, I showed you when God instructed Moses to erect the tabernacle. And I read the scriptures in Exodus chapter 40. And there was a, a, you know, a repeated es- expression, and Moses did it according as the Lord has said. And Moses did it according as the said. You see, because God has told him, he said, it, it says, watch. Esther 25:40." It said, see to it that you do it exactly wow. as it has been shown to you. Don't try to deviate. Don't try to modify. Don't try to think that God's method is a cake. You know better. I get what I'm saying. So if the cell strategy is the founder of the church's strategy, Jesus Christ's strategy, Make sure that that is what you do. Can I have an amen? Amen. 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 Number four. The cell system is the strategy for church growth. How many of you want to see your church growing? You know, a pastor, listen to me, who does not have a desire to see your church grow, I question your calling. A question you You know, some pastors say, Oh, I mean, we have a little church, it's a very nice, cozy church. We know ourselves, you know, and other brother. Look, Jesus is not looking for a cozy church. Jesus is looking for a church through which souls are being saved. Amen. Jesus said in John 15:8, Herein is my father glorified. Eh? that you bear much food. We glorify God by, by, by bearing much food. The Bible says that the glory of the king is in the multitudes of the people, but the destruction of the prince is in the lack thereof. Proverbs fourteen twenty eight. I get what I'm saying. Yeah, God is a king, and God wants to be glorified. And if you were God, and you had seven point something billion people to save. Okay? Would you like to just have a few people sitting in churches? Okay? God wants to save all. He wants to save all. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Hallelujah. Amen. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. Eh? God wants all to come to salvation. First Timothy 2:4. God wants all to come to the knowledge of the truth and not to perish. Second, uh, Peter chapter 3 and verse 9. God wants to save all. So as a pastor, you must have a strong desire in your heart for God to use you to build a mega church. And I always tell pastors that a mega church just means that God through you has brought many people into his kingdom. And in uh, the, the story of the man who did the supper and invited people. Is it Luke chapter 14? Luke, eh? Luke chapter 14. Eh? Okay. In verse uh, uh, what? 23. He said, he said go and compel the people to come in so that my house may be filled. You see, that is why the, the, the theme for our conference is church growth and the cell system. How cell system orchestrates, bring growth. And yesterday, I, I was telling you eh, that the growth is real. It's real. Amen? The growth is real. You know, yeah, this pastor here has been following this principle, you know, for some time. He was just telling me that this year, February, he started another branch of his church. He started another branch. February, he said already they have 200 people. And the strategy is the sales. Yeah? Sales. Okay, so the sales system is a strategy for church growth. Sales ensure ever-increasing church growth. Churches that have sales, cell meetings, or area fellowship meetings continue to grow. Do you know why? People will always have people will always leave the church for various reasons. And if you have been a pastor for a while, you will realize that this happens all the time. For you to make profit in any business venture, your income must exceed your expenses. Many of our churches are in bad business because the number of people coming in, which is the income, is less than the number of people either remaining or living, which is the expenditure. So in many, many churches, okay, many people leave than they come in. That is why the church doesn't grow. Many people leave than they come in. That is why the church does And And as for people leaving a church, eh, if you're a pastor, it is the normal thing. Yeah, you can pray 40 days and 40 nights and fast 40 days and 40 nights. You can still not stop it. You minimize it, but you cannot stop it. Why? Because there are also good reasons why people leave churches. People get transferred. I mean, if somebody has been transferred from the, he's a, he's a member of Day Spring Cathedral. He's been here in Tamale for seven years and then the company or whatever has transferred him to Accra. Do, do, do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> he shouldn't go. He has to go. So you have said people who go, people who relocate, people who relocate from where your church is, they move very far. It takes a certain level of commitment for said people to still continue to come your church, I get what I'm saying. You know, people die. Yeah, unfortunately, people die. There are so many reasons why people, people go to school. I get what I'm saying. If your church has a lot of students, you will see it that when uh, the school reopens, you know, I mean, you are not happy at all. So, when the government postpones the reopening date, we are very, very happy. I think some pastors are the reason why the government keeps postponing because the government doesn't understand that the pastor is passing 40 days and 40 nights. Look, let the government postpone it to next year. So that but, but means the school reopen and then they'll go. I get what I'm saying. The point I'm trying to make is that people leaving the church, it happens all the time. It must be balanced by more people coming into the church. So when more people come into the church and some leave, you always have a positive balance. That remains. And that is what causes the church to grow. Now, that is made possible through the cell system. Because remember the definition that I gave to you, you know, uh, about the cells. That the critical, one of the critical things that happens in the church is evangelism. Yeah. You know, when you go back, when you go back, this is one of the things that I want you to do. For those of you who already have cells, one of the reasons why you are not seeing the fruits is because they are not winning souls. So work on that aspect. And like I said yesterday, give them targets. Every, every, look, in our church we say every cell should win and bring to church. Every cell should win and bring to church on a Sunday only one soul. Only one. Only one. Only one. We tell them, so you have a cell that uh, has eight people. They go and do evangelism in the week for one, one hour. They may easily get ten people as converts. And then we tell them, out of the ten, follow them up, visit them, pray for them, and mobilize them to come to church. But even if you don't get any at all, out of the 10, get just one. And if you have 20 cells, it means that uh, on the average, on a Sunday, you can expect 20 converts. In a month, that is 800... Uh, sorry. Uh, sorry, 80 converts. In 10 months, that is 800 converts. I go home. Then the 800 converts, if you work hard and you are able to maintain even 50%, that is 400 souls, 400 new people added to your church. Do you understand it? Within 8 months. So if your church was 200, after 8 months, your church will grow to 600 or 500. You see real growth. It is something that we have experienced as, you know, we have used the founder's strategy. Yeah, I was telling you yesterday, in our church on a Sunday, this is averaging 50 people give their life to Christ. Convents. Convents. average. So in the month of uh, April, nothing less than 200 convents and we have done two Sundays in May. Is that also? Have we done two Sundays or one? Two Sundays, in uh, yeah, okay. Within the last two Sundays, we have had 140 converts in May. 140. Last Sunday there were 70, you know, uh, converts. So when you bring in 70 converts, okay, and this. May we fight to even retain hundred people, and then thirty people also leave the church because of all the reasons I've given to you. We are still having between sixty to seventy people. That is what bring the growth. And there is no there is no mechanism in the church that can ensure that level of people coming into the church. Quoristers will not bring such people. Uh, Ashes cannot do outwitches To bring such people No, it doesn't happen Prayer ministry, it doesn't happen But the cells But the cells Okay, will go out there And win souls and bring them in Hallelujah How many of you can understand that? So that is why The cell system is a strategy For church growth Number five Number five are you blessed he said I told you yesterday don't write anything just get your book and you can even make side notes maybe as I'm even preaching you know you get a deeper revelation write it down and later I say bishop you should add this revelation also so when I'm writing the revised one then I add it to it maybe there's even a scripture that I should have quoted why not amen Gideon do you got it number five the cell system is not a church strategy, but a strategy of the Holy Spirit, who is the Lord of the harvest. Amen? The cell strategy, eh? Do you understand? It? It's not a church strategy. Now, what do I mean by that? So, when you are implementing cells in your church, don't think that, oh, it is our church strategy. No. The one who is building the church, who is the Holy Spirit, that is what he's using. That's what he's using. He's using the cells. Yeah. And you are a servant in his hand. A vessel in his hand. So you must allow yourself for him to use you in the way that he wants to use you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The pastor of the largest church in the world, Dr. Yonggi Cho, he's an old man now. He's an old man. You know. And uh, in 2008, he resigned from actively pastoring the church and gave it to another pastor. Now in 2008, they had had 800,000 members. So, this new pastor that he appointed, he gave him 400,000 members. Inheritance of 400,000. And then the rest of the 400,000, he divided, he took 20 of his pastors and gave them 20,000, 20,000, 20,000, 20,000. That will be your story. I said that to be your story. <laughs> now, the pastor who received the 400,000, as of now, he has added something like two hundred, I mean, 100,000 to 150,000 to the church. Wow. Using the same strategy. Because what he, what he saw Dr. Cho doing, by the help of the Holy Spirit, he has continued. Now, Dr. Cho himself, how did he come by the, the cell? Uh, work when he started his church as a young man he had a lot of energy and he had a lot of desire and he had a lot of you know uh, things that he wanted to achieve he used to call himself the Billy Graham of Korea he worked so hard he would not let anybody help him to do anything he wanted to do everything Because he believed that he was called. His members were not called. Yeah. One time he was doing baptism, you know, and some of the ladies were very heavy. So after a while he got tired. And there was a white missionary he was working with. He said, look, let me help you. He said, no. He didn't. He ended up collapsing. Many times, several times he collapsed at the pulpit and he became very, very ill and then he could not work again. He could not work again. He developed a heart problem. And the Lord told him, I will heal you, but I will heal you after 10 years. Yeah. So he couldn't do anything. As he laid on his sick bed, Struggling and thinking about the ministry. Then the Lord began to reveal, you know, the sales strategy to him. And the Lord told him, release my people. Let my people go and work for me. And gradually the Holy Spirit revealed to him to get the members involved you know, to get the women involved, get the men involved in small groups. That is how come the cell system came about. He was the first to introduce it. You know, so it is not a strategy for a church. It is not a strategy for Heritage Baptist or for Church of Pentecost or for uh, Jesus is the Answer Church or for Anakazu Assemblies or Global Revival or Fountain Gate. No. It is the strategy that the Holy Spirit is using. I want you to understand that. So, if you are not using it, you are neglecting something, a tool that the Holy Spirit is using in your church. And you will not reap the benefits. You will not. So, the sales strategy is a must. Lift up your right hand. Say the sales strategy is a must. In my church. Yeah? I was telling you yesterday the effect of the pandemic on churches. Many churches have closed down. Many churches have scattered. They have scattered. All the churches which used to meet in classrooms, I don't know where they meet now. Churches that are traditional churches. They don't have cells. This is what I'm saying. They don't have cells. Many of them have scattered or they have reduced. But I showed you yesterday that sad based churches, like our church, eh, we were affected but not too much. Not too much. And the recovery has been fast. Hallelujah. I get what I'm saying. So as a pastor, learn to do what God is doing my first statement yesterday was that none of us can build a church always remember that and I also remember I told you that stop saying my church because if you do that God will say okay he will hand it over to you he will hand it over to you it is God's church not your church amen I got to answer you is it your church your church so, all the issues you can handle it. I got what I'm saying. Yeah. So, let's understand it that way. Number six the cell system ensures a healthy, loving, caring church. The cell system ensures a healthy, loving church. Caring Church. Amen. Why is it so? You can bring forth children into the world and not look after them. Is it not the case that in many countries, communities, and families, people just give birth to children and do not care for them? They are just not interested in the welfare of these people. They just abandon them. The same strategy prevents this situation. The early church was a healthy, caring, and loving church. Take note of what went, what went on in the church. Acts chapter 2 from verse 45. And sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continuing with one daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to, to house did eat their meat of gladness and singleness of heart. Praising God and having favor with all people and the Lord added to the church daily that should be saved. Acts chapter 245 to 47. Then Acts chapter 4 34 and 35, the Bible says, neither was there any among them that lacked, for as many as were possessors of lands or houses, sold them, and brought the prices of the things that were sold, and laid them down at the apostles' feet, and distribution was made unto every man according as he had need." So as you can see, the church was not only growing, But the church was also taking care of themselves. This is a major, 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 major key, uh, brothers and sisters. Okay? It's a major, major, major key that not only must we be interested in people coming to the church, but we must be interested in their well-being and their welfare. A pastor must care are the sheep getting married? Are they getting married? You know, I always tell my pastors, if you want to get your cell workers, your cell leaders to work, show interest in their lives, don't become a tax master. When you see them, how many attitudes did you do? How many souls did you bring? Did your people pray? Always like that. I get what I'm saying. But why don't you ask, how are your finances? How is your marriage? When are you getting married? Do you have a a, a beloved? You know, how was your exams? How is your, your, your schooling going? And find out if there are problems in their lives and help them. You see, once they realize that you are interested in them, look at us. Why have we left everything that we have to follow Jesus? Because we know he loves us. He cares for us. As we are woken up this morning, some people have been rushed to hospital, are dying. But you and I, we are here breathing normally, you know, and all that. And we know that it comes from the Lord. So we know that he loves us. Therefore, we are also ready to spend our lives to, 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 to uh, serve him and to do everything that we can do, you know, for his namesake and for his kingdom. Do you get it? So don't become a pastor who is just a tax master, but love the people. Care for the people. You realize that Jesus, you know, in many places, provided food after preaching. In Matthew chapter 14, when he had preached for a long time, that is why he multiplied you know, the five loaves of bread and the two pieces of fish, and then he fed thousands of them. And in Matthew chapter 15, told the disciples feed them feed them john says feed them and jesus said that no it it, we should not let the people live here and go let's feed them here he was interested hallelujah so we must build healthy churches a healthy church is a church where the people are being fed, both spiritually and physically, every aspect of their lives is being taken care of. Can I have an an amen? Amen. I get what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Very, very important. And we see this in the early church. And then, the result of that is that it continued to grow. It continued to grow. That is why the cell strategy is very, very important. It makes caring for the people very, very easy because they meet in little, little groups. Amen. Right. Number seven. Number seven. God commanded the cell system to be introduced. God commanded the cell system to be introduced. Amen. You know, uh, in Exodus chapter eighteen, in Exodus chapter eighteen, let's read from verse thirteen. Jethro visited Moses, his son-in-law. Amen. Now look at me, pastors and church workers. Those of you who leave churches and want to leave churches, there are two ways of living a church. Okay, one way is the Jacob way of living. After seven laban for about twenty years, he wanted to leave, and how did he leave? He just got up and left. And even stole some of the gods of uh, Laban and left after 20 years. And when Laban caught up with him, he says something very important. He says that I have the power to curse him. Except that God is not allowing me. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. That is one way. Another way to live a ministry is the Moses way. When the Lord appeared to Moses in Exodus chapter 3 and asked him to come into the ministry, what did he do? At that time, he was looking after the sheep of his father-in-law, Jethro. So he went to his father-in-law and told his father-in-law the encounter with God. Do you understand? And his father-in-law released him of his blessing. That is why many years later, the relationship was still good and cordial. And the father in law was able to go into his ministry to advise him. To advise him. Some of you, the ministry that you have started, do you see? Your pastor, your fa- pastor who brought you up, cannot advise you. And you cannot go out for advice. Look at how you are suffering. If i have gone to him, things would have been okay. But you cannot go because of the way you left. Let me give you a good advice. And for those of you who work in the secular world also, when you are leaving your boss's office to go to look for another job, when you leave your boss's office, close the door gently. Don't slam the door. Because one day you need to enter that door again. You know, you got a new job and they say, can you bring a recommendation? From from A very high person who you have worked for before that's the time you realize that ah the people that i used to do none of them can recommend me i need to go to my boss and then by the way you slam the door you can't go back you know brothers and sisters and especially up and coming pastors be careful what you do in the ministry ministry is a marathon It's a marathon. Yeah. No, it's a marathon. And life is made up of what you sow. Life is just sowing and reaping. Sowing and reaping. Sowing and reaping. Yeah. It's amazing that you know, I'm standing before you, I'm teaching and I'm holding a book that the Lord has used me to write. This is what I've seen my father as I've followed him for 30 years. Humbly, Serving him. Sending me. Go here. Come here. Do this. Do that. Go here. You know. Humbly. Do you understand it? Don't sit. I'm reaping them now. I'm reaping them now. I'm reaping them now. So, Jethro visited Moses at a time that Moses was in crisis. You watch. Moses' ministry was in crisis. His life was, was in crisis. The ministry was in crisis. And look at what is going to happen. Look at what is going to happen. I'm trying to explain that the said strategy was commanded by God himself. Commanded. Say commanded. commanded. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay? And listen to me. What you need, what you need to fly, Is instruction. What you need to do well and to do things is teachings. Teachings. But what you need to fly, to fly very high in life is instructions. That is why when you want to become a pilot, okay, the the person who makes you to become a pilot is called an instructor. You are instructed. And instruction means do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. Do this. Yeah. And what a blessing for us to receive instructions in ministry. But the Bible said the fools despise instructions. A lot of you young men in ministry, eh, pray that you get somebody to instruct you. Do this. Do this. Do this. Do this. Do this. That's all. That's all. That's all. You'll be so blessed. You'll be so blessed. But fools despise instruction. They, they want to try on their own. They want to try on their own. You are wasting time. You will die before you find out. I i to saying, "You will die." You know. So, for example, God has brought you here, to, you know, for you to receive uh, teachings on the cell system. All right. It is God's instruction to you. It's God's instruction that, look, from today, this is what you must do if you want to see a certain level of growth. That's yes, all. I you've gone home. All right. And those of you watching us online, God bless you. Keep on watching. Invite other people to also watch. Amen. Now, Exodus chapter 18 and verse 30. And it came to pass on the morrow that Moses sat to judge the people, and the people stood by Moses from the morning unto the evening. And when Moses' father in law saw all that he did to the people, he said, What is this thing that thou doest to the people? Why sitest thou thyself alone, and all the people stand by thee from morning unto evening? and moses said unto his father-in-law because the people come unto me to inquire of god i'm the only man of god here when they have a matter they come unto me and i judge between one and another and i do make them know the status of god and his laws and moses's father-in-law said unto him the thing that thou doest is not good <laughs> thou will surely wear away both thou and these people that is with thee, for this thing is too heavy for thee. Thou art not able to perform it thyself alone. Hearken now unto my voice, I'll give thee counsel, and God shall be with thee. Be thou for the people to God what? That thou mayest bring the causes unto God. And thou shalt teach them ordinances and laws, and shalt show them the way wherein they must walk, and the work that they must do. Moreover, thou shalt provide out of all the people able men such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness, and place such. Look at it, and place such over them to be rulers of thousands, and rulers of. Hundreds, then rulers of fifties, and rulers of tens. And let them judge the people at all seasons, and it shall be that every great matter they shall bring unto thee, but every small matter they shall judge, so that it be easier for thyself, and they shall bear the burden with thee. Now look at verse 23. Now, that's this, this what I want you to see. If thou shalt do this, and God commanded thee so, wow. Wow. then thou shalt be able to endure, and all these people shall also go to their places in peace. Wow. If thou shalt do this same strategy, and God commanded thee so, It's a commandment. <laughs> Reverend Dr. Moses, you will die. Oh. Hey. Two million people. You are sitting down here trying to preach to them all by yourself. Pray for them. Cancel them. This one will come. Say, yes, Daria. This one's guy, the body is itching. This one's got the wife has slapped him. So, as the wife has slapped him, you know that if he slaps her back, she can easily collapse and die. What should you do? I mean, the queue is like from the entrance of Tamale towards uh, the Bolgatanga Road. You are sitting there alone. Eh? Jethro said, No, what you are doing is not good. Rather, create cells cells of thousands, cells of hundreds, cells of fifties, cells of tens. And let's set up cell leaders to help you. How many of you can understand that? So it's God's command. How many of you are willing to do God's command? Just follow what God wants to do. If thou shalt hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord thy God and observe it to do all, then the Lord says that I will lift you up. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I get what I'm saying. Yeah? I told you my story. You know, how my church was finishing? Is that not so? All right. And then the Lord said, go back to the cells. Go back to the cells. And we exploded. Even after the the lockdown telling yesterday, our attendance reduced. We shook up ourselves again, reorganized ourselves, you know. And within three months, within three months, the Lord added 300 souls to the church. And since the lockdown, which is somewhere in August to now, in the last about eight months or so, the Lord has added 500 people. Now, do you know what 500 people is? Eh? Yeah? 500 people. And this whole church gets filled. 500. That's the number of people that God has added to themselves, cells. And we are believing him for the next half of the year, for him to add more. Amen. Yeah, yeah. So God, the cell system is God commands. You must understand these things. You must have them in your heart. You must cherish them deeply. These are uh, thirteen, you know, uh, facts that I'm giving to you. You must cherish them and have them in your heart deeply so that they will serve as the foundational blocks. Hallelujah. Amen. 13 powerful facts. Number one, it is not a new church program. Number two, there's no substitute. Number three, eh, the cell has no substitute for any small church. Number four, the cell is God's own strategy to build a church. Number five, the strategy for church growth. Hmm? Yeah? I get what I'm saying. And so on and so forth. Hallelujah. Number eight, every outstanding, outstanding, resourceful church growth story is a product of sales. Yeah? Outstanding, resourceful church ghost story is the product of the cell ministry. Yeah? How many of you remember I spoke to you about the LM church in El Salvador? Yeah? When they started, they now filled all the stadiums in El Salvador, five of them. Five. Bishop Depo Church, Winners Chapel, Cell Church. Cell Church. One time I was listening to him and he said, this year we are going to start 2,000 cells. Receive the grace for hundreds of cells. There's a grace right now released into this congregation. Receive it. It's an anointing for hundreds and thousands of cells. In your church. In the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen? Amen. What do you think? Huh? Oh. Eh? Yes? The Yordleful Gospel Church. It's a sad church. Our own church, when it was Lighthouse Chapel International, we started in and it was called the AOFMs. Area Outreach and Follow up. Fellowship ministry. Yeah. At a point, I was in charge of the AOFMs all throughout Accra. You know? And that is how come one day Accra rose up to find that we had about 50 branches. Feel free to sit down or sit. Whatever you want to do, please. Feel free. God, we are here. Today is a holiday. So we are here. And the weather is good. Yeah. When Bishop, then Pastor Doug, said we should go into branches, he gave the instruction, put together the area fellowships. So all the area fellowships in the Tishi area came together. That was the Tishi church. The Kanesi church was made up of the my area fellowship and that of Lady Pastor Mesibanda. We put it together. That was the Kanesi church. And all over, soon we had 40 branches. Yeah, 40 branches. And then we started going on. ICGC is a central base church. The Church of Pentecost. The Church of Pentecost during the lockdown, eh, They were operating their cells. Yeah. Every outstanding church ghost story is based on the cells. How many of you want to become an outstanding church? Good. Oh, sorry. So, 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 why are you trying to do something different? Amen? Amen. One of the things that I'll be teaching you today by the grace of God is how you can transform your church that doesn't have cells into a cell based church. Huh? On Monday, Bishop Joshua was telling me that when he took the book, that's the first chapter he went to. He said, Bishop, that was the first place I went to. Hallelujah. I get what I'm saying. Because the sales is God's own strategy, God's own command, God's own idea, when you follow it, then the blessing that is in it also comes upon you. hallelujah is that a good idea number 10 the cell system is not a choice it is necessary for every church which sees massive church growth the cell system is not a choice it is necessary for every church We seek massive church growth. How many of you are seeking for massive church growth? Receive massive church growth in the name of Jesus. Right now, may the Lord grant you grace in your church to break barriers, the barrier of 50 members, the barrier of 100 members, The barrier of 200 members, the barrier of 300 members, the barrier of 500 members, the barrier of 700 members, the barrier of 1,000 members, the barrier of 2,000 members, the barrier of 3,000 members, the barrier of 5,000 members, the barrier of 7,000 members, the barrier of 10,000 members, and beyond. May the Lord grant you the grace right now to break all those barriers in the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands and ask for that grace right now. Stand to your feet and ask for that grace right now. Ask for that grace right now. Ask for that grace right now. Oh, Lord. Oh, grant me the grace to break the barrier of 2,000, the barrier of 3,000, the barrier of 4,000, the barrier of 5,000, the barrier of 5,000. In the name of Jesus. The barrier of 10,000. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands and ask the Lord. in Jesus name. Amen. Let me see that. Number 10. Until the leader or head of church drives the cells, it will not work until the leader or head of the church drives the cells it will not work now look at me pastors and church workers the thing that makes the cell to work i'm talking about the human aspect. because it's the holy spirit who does his work but how many of you know that the work of the of the Lord is being done by both God and man? I get what I'm saying? Yeah. God is working with us. Or we are working with God. First Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 9. The Bible says we are laborers together with him. Is that not so? Huh? Yeah. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 1. Look at it. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 1. We then, as workers, together with him. I see that. beseech. You also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. So we are workers together with Him. So God is working with us. We are working with God. So you have a part to play. Now, never forget this statement. Look at me. Look at me. Never forget. The cells will never work. And to you, the pastor, you yourself, you are the driver of it. All over these years, I have been the driver, and I'm still the driver. Of the cell system in our church. Yeah. When you go to a car showroom and you buy a new car, a new car, and they fill it with fuel, and they give you the key, not until you have sat in the car and moved it, it will remain in the showroom. The cell system of many pastors are still remaining in the car showroom because they have not sat in it. The, the leader, the head pastor has not sat in it. Don't delegate the running of the cells to your assistant to assistant. What I mean is that I'm not saying that you are the person who is going to be the cell leader for, no. But whether cell leaders should be trained, do you understand it? Whether how the cells operate will be taught, the drive, the targets, the increase, the improvements, the corrections in the cell work, whether it will be done, it depends on you. Yeah. And it's a difficult job. And many pastors, you know, don't like difficult jobs. There are a lot of lazy I was telling you yesterday. Okay? There are a lot of lazy pastors around. Lazy pastors. Some of you young pastors, you want a car, you want a this, but you are very lazy. Very lazy. Yeah. Jesus was very hard working. Ah huh? Jesus, he went about. In Matthew 4.17, the Bible says that, and from that time Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Matthew 4:23, the Bible says that. And Jesus went about, preaching in the gods and teaching. Matthew 9:35, Jesus went about. He went about. Jesus' headquarters was in Capernaum which is, you know, in Galilee, the northern part of uh, Israel. All right? Those towns are there up to today. And then he used to walk 200 miles to Jerusalem and the right preaching. Walk. That's hard work. That's why in Mark 4, in the boat, he was asleep. He was tired. Ministry is hard work. Ministry is what? Hard work. And many pastors don't work hard. I have several such pastors with me. And you see the differences. You see the differences. That even in terms of uh, personal prosperity, those who work hard, you rather they prosper and do well. Yeah. Yeah. Recently, we're building one of these nine by eighteen, you know, chapels. and we have not done it before. Then I said, Oh, I know somebody, Pastor Baba. Let me bring Pastor Baba from Salaga. So I ordered him. You know. My pastors were surprised. He can't vary when they go, they come very late. Early in the morning, he's up, he's ready to go. And you see some of them still sleeping and snoring. Yeah. That's why when you go there, Salaga, in a place which is maybe 99% Islam, he's there. Survive, build churches, build the school, he's there with his family, children happily there for many years. I've been there to go and visit him. So, ministry is hard work, oh. Passes. And the cell worker, I tell you, is very hard. Very, very hard. Yeah. But if you work hard, you reap. Amen. Amen. The Bible says that the slothful man cannot even take food and put it in his mouth. The slothful man says that I, I can't go to the car park because there's a lion on the road. You see, there's a lion here. This is a shorted route to the car park. There's a lion here. But because he's lazy, so he cannot. now, if there's a lion here, do you know how to go here? Go this way. And go this way. You will leave the lion one mile here and then you arrive. But the lazy man, when he leaves them, <laughs> It's too hard. So many of you, you are not doing well in ministry because of laziness. And forget about the sales system if we're a lazy pastor. Forget. Forget. Yeah. Forget. It's a lot of hard work. And pastors work hard and work long hours. Work long hours. When I take my pastor, and my father in the ministry, Bishop Dag. Eh? You talk about hard work? Hard work? How can he write and publish 30 million books? If you listen to him preaching last Sunday, he said, yesterday, I was thinking about the churches in Kenya. I was thinking about the churches in... Then he started to mention the names. Your branch somewhere, you can't even remember. You have four branches. uh, uh, Wally, Wally, listen. The other one cry. You are forgotten. Four branches. You have 35 members in your church. You don't know their names. When you see them, say, Hey, how are you? Hey, hey. Rise up and work hard. And you shall reap the fruit of hard working. Amen. Huh? Yeah, So you must drive the cells. You must raise up the cell leaders. You must encourage them. You must teach them. You must be involved in the evangelism. Hey, you yourself. They said that thing is working. Can I have an amen? Amen. Eh? So, the sales can only do well if the pastor or the head of the church drives it. Amen. The senior pastor of the church must be in the driver's seat if the sales system is going to be successful. Without that kind of passionate, all-involving leadership, The cells will not work in the local church. The cells will not flourish. They will simply not advance. Everything depends on leadership. This also applies with the cell system. Hallelujah. Number 11 it is God's pattern, it cannot be ignored. The cell system is God's pattern. It cannot be ignored. Can I have an amen? Amen. Number 12. The cell system in the local church allows a lot of leaders and church workers to be trained to be released to help with the work of their ministry. The cell system in the local church allows a lot of leaders and church workers to be trained, to be released to help of the work of their ministry. Now, look at me, pastors. If, how many of you want the Lord to use you to build a mega church? One of the main things that you are going to need is a lot of people to help you. That's what Jethro was, he was very, very amazed at what Moses was doing, you know, the one person who are sitting down here, all these two, two million people trying to pastor them, said, no, 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 it's not good. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is Exodus 18, 17, they think that thou will do it, it's not good. Now listen, pastors, okay, I will tell you, and by the grace of God, you know, I've been involved in building large churches for many years. I will tell you one of the main things a lot of people, a lot of workers, a lot of workers. You need a lot of workers. Pastor Kennedy? Yeah. Help us. Now, I have bad news for you. How many of you want to hear it? Workers are not sold at the marketplace. The days of slave trade have gone long ago. Yeah. You want workers? You have to train workers. But how can you train workers when there's nobody to train? You see, it goes round. Yeah. One of the things that I've seen among our pastors all over the country, outside the country, as I go around to visit with them and be with them, you know, and all that, I see one of their main struggles is that they don't have anybody to help them. No, they don't have anybody to help them. One of the commonest statements, Bishop, I don't have shepherds. We call our church workers shepherds. I don't have shepherds. Remember when I visited you? Huh? At Damango. And I said, why the shepherds? You had a few. Then I said, what about this? I spent like three days... Two days there, I said, What about this person? This person, this person, this person, this person. He said, Bishop, they are very busy. This one works in the bank, this one works in the lesson. I said, No, 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 they can all work for the Lord. Then I said, Let's have fellowship, you know, to eat. Invite all of them. By the time I left, I spent about two or three days. By the time I left, all of them were potential leaders. Is that not the case? Now, how can you have leaders? You can have leaders through the converts who come to your church. And the more converts you can get, the more workers. Because the converts are the raw materials. The converts are the raw materials. Now pastors, listen to me. One of the best people one of the most important people you must cherish in your church are new converts new converts are amazing people number one they are the best evangelists they are they are the most passionate for jesus oh yes yeah in mark chapter five the madman of gadara when he got saved no when who he got healed. What did he say? He came to Jesus and said, I want to follow you. And Jesus said, no, go back and show yourself. Go and give your testimony. And the Bible said that he went to ten cities, Decapolis, ten cities, and published what has happened. He went to preach about Jesus Christ. Immediately. 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 The Samaritan woman in John chapter four. That's something. As she was interacting with Jesus, she got to a point. It was too much for her. She left her port and went to the town. And she began to preach to say, Come and see a man who has told me everything that I've ever done before. Eh? In John chapter 1, two of the disciples of uh, Jesus, of John the Baptist, they followed Jesus Philip and I think Andrew. Is that also? Okay, and the Bible says that and Andrew went to look for his brother uh, Peter and said, We have found the Messiah. Converts are very passionate for Jesus. Remember, remember when you were a convert? Do you remember? Eh? Now you have developed port belly, so you can't preach for Jesus anymore. But I remember, but I remember when the Lord saved me. Oh wow, you see, in Ghana we have a term called Ojashus. It means you're on fire. Somebody who is on fire for Jesus in, in, a, in a Ghanaian palace is Ojashu. I was Ojasios. If I sit in the bus, I'm preaching. I sit in the truck, I'm preaching. Wherever I was preaching. Yeah? So, the converts that come into your church, the converts that come into your church are the raw material that God has brought you for you to train and turn them into cell leaders. But I realize that many pastors don't value new converts. That's why you must follow them up. You must visit them. You must visit them. The word visitation, to go and visit the ship. Many pastors don't visit anybody. Yeah. Somebody was telling me that he started going to a church. You see, the the person has been in our church for a long time. He started going to a certain church. You know. And then he said, he he will go and visit the pastor. He will go and visit the pastor, chat and all that. For as long as he has been in the church, the pastor has never, the pastor doesn't even know where he stays. Hallelujah. If you joke with your new converts, you will not have workers in your church. So, you have to value them. Set up a new convert school. Set up a new convert school. And teach them the basics of Christianity for six weeks. Amen. Amen. Another thing that I realize pastors struggle with is new convert school. They are not able to sustain it. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. And sometimes you realize that the new convert school has been left to brothers and sisters in the church who themselves are not serious. The pastor of the church, listen to this the pastor of the church, all one of your senior most associates eh, must be in charge of your new converse school yes and then we have developed what i call the zoo strategy for the new converse school the zoo strategy what is a zoo strategy When you go to a zoo, all types of animals are there. Lions are there, zebra is there, tiger is there, snakes are there. Eh? Sorry? Monkeys are there, all kinds in the zoo. So when you create your new Bible school, everybody who comes. No matter which month of the month, place them in the school together. One school. One school. Everybody's in it. Do you understand it? And then you have six weeks. For the six weeks, you have the material for week one, week two, week three, week four, week five, week six. So if somebody gives their life to Christ last Sunday... And they join the new religious school maybe at that time it is week four material that is being taught so the new convert that joined this sunday starts with week four and this coming sunday you will do week five and the third sunday you will do week six at the end of week six all those who have done six weeks you graduate all of them and take them out of the zoo. I get what I'm saying. Then now you come and start week one. Do you understand it? Now when you start week one, the person who started week four, he has done week four, week five, week six. Now he's going to do week one, week two, week three. When he does week one, week two, week three, he has finished. You take him out of the zoo. The advantage in doing that is that you have a senior pastor or maybe a a couple of senior pastors who are teaching them the same class and then you must back it up with good administration so that they see who comes in when did the person start when would the person end and all that. Do you see once again when we started what we used to do was that we used to have separate class week one week two remember week two week 3, week 4. Now we realize that the week 1 pastor, after teaching, he's not bothered whether they go to week 2 or not. It is not bothered at all. He's not bothered. So if you start with, let's say 30 people at week 1, week 2, you may have just about uh, 5 of them or 7 of them. The rest have scattered. But if they are all in the same zoo and the, your, your senior pastors are the zoo keepers, their eyes are on them. I get what I'm saying, and they are teaching them and they are monitoring their attendance, and you keep on graduating people, and then people are also joined at different times all, all together. That will help you to maintain a lot of your you still lose people, but you know you still have a good number coming out. Now, after you have trained them, then now you move them into uh, Cell leaders training school. Yeah. So you realize that your converts that God gives to you, after about three months, they are ready to sell, start sales. So you had ten cells in January. You have trained some more cell leaders by March. Do you understand it? Another about eight. So the eight you pair them, and then they go and start four new cells. So your cells have increased to 14. And then more converts are coming. So in another three months you have some more leaders. Your cells will increase to 20. And remember that the more cells you have, the more converts are coming in, the more growth, Everything increases. Everything increases. Everything increases. Everything increases. Hmm? So more laborers are released. Jesus said in John 9, 37, he said that the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. What, what you need in your church are more laborers. How many of you realize that you need more laborers? You need more laborers? You need more laborers. More laborers. More. Ish. In our church that we started, you know, just within the last three years. And last year, COVID took out, you know, so, I mean, technically speaking, it's like two years. But even that, we have like 250 workers. 250 workers. Yeah. One of the main things that a pastor should be doing is to be training leaders. I cannot overemphasize that. To be training leaders. Unfortunately, many pastors don't do it. But it is one of your core duties. There are three core duties of a pastor. In Acts chapter 6, the apostle said, it is not meet for us to serve tables. Select from amongst yourself some people to do this way. But we will give ourselves, Acts chapter six verse four, continually toward prayer and to the ministry of the word. So prayer is a call duty for a pastor. The ministry of the word. Do you understand it? Studying the word and also teaching and preaching it and ministering it is the work of a pastor. And then when you go to Ephesians chapter 4, let's look at it. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11 and 12. Ephesians chapter 4 verses 11 and 12. Are you here? You've gone home. I understand what I'm talking about. I'm talking to you about 13 key facts for the cells. And point number 12 is that the cells release a lot of workers. And I'm explaining to you how the workers are released. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Now, look at me. Pause. Look at me. Why did God give the apostles, why did God give the prophets why has God given evangelists and pastors and teachers in the church why all of us sitting down here some of us are apostles some of us are prophets some of us are evangelists some of us are pastors some of us are are teachers why has God given these gifts to the body of Christ why why Why? verse 12 verse 12 for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Look at the NIV. NIV. Ephesians chapter 11, chapter 4, 11 and 12. NIV. Verse 11. It was he who gave some to be apostles some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers. Verse 12. To prepare, to prepare God's people for the work of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. For the body of Christ to be built up, okay, there must be service in the house of god that service has to be done by god's people but those god's people must be prepared by the apostles prophets evangelists pastors and teachers I'm going to say something to you that is going to change your theology. Are you ready for that? Are you ready for that? Pastors, yours is not to do the work. Yours is not to do the work. Yours is to prepare people of God to do the work. That's why you are very tired. Because you have not been preparing God's people to do the work. Therefore, you yourself, you have been doing the work. The work of prayer, the work of preaching, the work of teaching, the work of evangelism, the work of visitation, the work of interaction, the work of doing everything. You, 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 that is why you have about you have, you, see, you have about 12 handkerchiefs in your wrist and you are always always tight. And the worst of it is that your wife is not happy with you at all. Because you come home very tight. In the night, she's also ready. You have become Adidas. You just eat and then you sleep. I don't want you to lift up your hand that your wife is not so happy with you. Fine, protocol doesn't allow it, but you know it yourself. yours is not to do the work yeah dr cho says that in his church and it's many years ago so now that maybe it's worse he said for you to see him personally for cancer or whatever it takes three months and even that he says i tell my secretary find a way so that they don't come. Because the work is a lot. A pastor must give yourself continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. I'm not saying a pastor doesn't visit. I visit. Last week I was visiting. And when I go on visitation, sometimes eight hours. Yes. Sometimes eight hours. I can start from, from two o'clock or three o'clock, you know, to about 10 p.m. I'm visiting. I visit. I cancel. When I finish preaching on Sundays and I enter my office, canceling starts. I can be there from about 1:30 or 2 o'clock to 5-6, one person after the other, one person after the other. Like that. So I do all those things. But I'm saying that. I cannot do it for everybody. I need help. That is where the principle of the multiplied senior pastor comes in. That, that, is, a, that is a principle that my pastor Bishop Dak has taught. That, that a, a pastor must multiply yourself in your people so that what you do, they can do. does Bishop Friend, If in a week you can visit ten people and then you have 10 people you have trained. Who can visit five people? Do you understand it? Because the amount is not like your amount. Okay, five times 10 is 50, plus your own 60. So instead of you visiting only 10 people in a week, you end up visiting 60 people because you have trained other people <laughs> who can do the same thing. <laughs> Pastors. Listen, this is why we are struggling. You don't have workers. So give yourself, Pastor Rab, give yourself to training of converts. That's all you should be doing. Take them from camp meetings, take them from, you know, take them aside. Yeah. Even this year, I've had a couple of such meetings. Yeah. To train them, stop trying to do everything yourself. So the cells help you to bring in a lot of people and the converts that are coming become the raw material that you can train and then they now begin to help you to do the work. You understand it and it brings more growth to the church. Give the Lord a wonderful part of him. Hallelujah. Are you here go home? Then finally, number 13, the cell system is the pattern God has given to his ministers to build mega churches full of love and care which make them keep growing. <laughs> Are you understanding it? The cell system is a pattern God has given to his ministers to build mega churches that is full, that are full of love and care, which make them keep growing. So, accept this strategy, believe in it, and what has happened around the world would happen to you also in your church. I see you becoming a great cell church pastor in Jesus name your days of not seeing church growth will end soon in Jesus name because church growth it is possible through the cell system clap your hands for the Lord wow Huh? Is it powerful? How many of you are learning? Do you know why I'm taking my time? I'm not here to complete a syllabus. I am here believing God to teach you to be able to do sales. Yeah. If there are 100 churches represented here, and our attendance as I'm speaking right now is 5,000, I believe that A year by this time if we go and implement this strategy our attendance at the minimum will be ten thousand to fifteen thousand yes i believe it you are going to begin to experience explosive growth as you implement this strategy receive that wisdom right now receive that grace right now receive that grace right now lift up your hands and ask god to bless you with the wisdom and the grace for the cell system lift up your hands and pray i want to see your two hands lifted up you are praying to god grant me this grace grant me this wisdom grant me this anointing in the name of the lord jesus 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 Randa bakali moshi bahaya, ezemo to baha, aranda shapa pale mose, ranteribo zibaha kata, e pala baba, bate moshi nda lande la manda, rabele mo kapandise pika la baba, mayande rebebe, izibala, e ranta kasaka, balemote libo shiba, rabia le mo kapiande, Shi polomo mo di randele bebe azende mahaya rabele mokapapa babale babale mate zebele bahayanda arabate beze raba baba 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 mo shi baba iboko pabende de muzimaha ala Shapala de remo kaparima de ebondoze Lord, grant us the wisdom. Lord, grant us the grace. Oh, grant us the anointing. Oh, God, for the cells in our churches. Lord, in the name of Jesus, give us, oh, God, many cell leaders, many cell leaders. Raise up many cell leaders in our churches, oh, God. Let us have churches all over, all over, all over, all over, all over. Hundreds, hundreds, thousands of cells, hundreds, thousands of cells, thousands of cells, thousands of cells, thousands of cells. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Rampika Pale Messiah, Allah Baba. Lift up your hands and speak in the Holy Ghost, everybody. Speak in the Holy Ghost. Speaking the Holy Ghost. Speaking the Holy Ghost. Speaking the Holy Ghost. Speaking the Holy Ghost. And a mountain is coming upon you. Rapili moho kabaye. Zabapa ilebe kabaa. Eya baba baba. E Eyah. Eya. 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 La baba baba. E ¡Aye! ¡Aye! I mean... Just pray for the anointing. Just pray for the anointing. Yes, Lord. cells in our churches. I pray that every church here will become a cell-based church. Tens of cells, hundreds of cells, thousands of cells by which and through which multitudes will be saved, be cared for, be established in your church. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I give you praise. I give you glory, I give you honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Hallelujah. Is it a blessing? Examples of cell based churches. Research shows that many modern day mega churches and denominations are cell or
0: By this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Anakazo Assemblies Cathedral of Fakor Kaswa. Please note our service time. Sunday 9.30 a.m. Jesus Encounter Service. For prayer, counseling and further inquiries, please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289 The numbers again.